1: Episode number 294, the 30-something movie podcast. This time around, we are talking about the, I think we can call it a movie. Um, It's either a movie, a propaganda tape, or a music video known as Navy Seals. Hmm. You be the judge. I tell you this. Now listen, Wilbur, come into the room. I'm just trying to look for any other movie to talk about. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I don't think I like this one. Uh, But also, spoiler alert, we spoil freely and we're just going to talk. So you are here forewarned. Um, that's also the number of lights that there are, but you are forewarned. Uh, iTunes reviews, please leave a five-star review. There are five stars in your review. Please visit our website, website, 30podcast.com, and that is where you can also find the different spots to check out our voicemail line, our social media stuff, um, any other place you want to find us, that's a good place to go, 30podcast.com. Got all our past episodes on there as well. I have with me this evening my uh, fellow Navy SEALs, um, we're about ready to jump out of the plane. Bo, why are you laughing so much?
2: <laughs> the concept of us being Navy SEALs. That's,
1: that's kind of what I, are, are you trying to say that I don't look good in a wetsuit?
2: Yes, that's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Cause I, I mean, I don't, I don't, man. I don't want you, I don't want you to question all the years of training I've put in to be a Navy SEAL. Um, but if you, I mean, if you want to, if you want to comment on maybe how black is not as slimming as it should be, then that's totally fine.
2: Noted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I got I got to stop myself because I keep wanting to just jump to all the lines from Good Morning Vietnam. There, it's black. You're in the jungle. It's okay. Yes, that would be a much better movie to talk about. But we're talking about Navy SEALs tonight. But before we get there, I do have with me Pat, and I have with me Bo, gentlemen. How's it going?
0: Great, John.
2: Going how are well, you doing? John?
1: Well? Here we all are. We are here. We are here. Uh, we are. Um, you know, as as we're, we we're do. doing just fine here. Thanks. We're doing just fine here. Thank you. How are you? Um. Well with this one I feel like we're going to have a large leak very dangerous. Um we are as is the entire world we are uh recording this on Zoom which I'd like to say we are the hipsters of Zoom because we did this before it was popular.
2: Yeah,
0: and, uh, it did, yeah,
1: man. And uh so where where are we tonight? Pat are you still in Ireland?
0: Uh in Ireland momentarily John I'm okay. trying to I'm trying to up my game. You guys oh, are working just, on it? Working on I'm it working is. on it guys. I'm working That's on okay. it. That's know. okay.
1: It's that was part of our Navy SEAL training was to be able to quickly change your Zoom background.
0: Yeah. I mean it was uh you know, you guys are pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. You know, so, yes. and, and, and Bo, you are in uh, Chateau Picard.
0: Yes. I've been looking for yes. something a
2: little less, um, completely nerd looking
1: okay. and I
2: felt this might fit the bill. I might be able to use this in real meetings. Nice.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> As opposed to my Starfleet, uh, my Starfleet bridges.
1: Okay. My option. I mean, I'm I'm currently sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. So my option is either I can use this to hyperspace out of uh, whatever my meeting I'm in. My other option was to do the bridge of a Klingon Bird of Prey, and whenever I don't want to be in the meeting anymore, I will just cloak and disappear. There it and, is. And and log out. And you could oh. start.
0: You could start pounding on things and sing that battle song that they sing.
1: I could. Yeah. You know, just start freaking people out. Start kicking my computer and saying I've had enough of you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of my Enough of you. One of my teammates, I'll let you guess which one, mm-hmm. said so she read somewhere on the internet that um, uh, a great thing to do when you're having a conversation or in a meeting that you want to be done with is just as the person is talking to you and not stopping, take off your shoe, take off your sock, and hand it to them. And mm-hmm. that that would be, you know. So I, I don't know why I, I thought of that. But, you know, it's um as you're talking about being in meetings that you want to get out of, I, for some reason that just came to mind.
2: Okay.
0: The thought of, you know. Yeah. Maybe try that sometime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can't do it now because we're all kind of virtual. It's hard to hand your sock to someone through zoom. Right. Well, no. if you figure that
2: out that could totally be a thing. mm
0: -hmm. It could be. It sounds like, like an expensive
1: upgrade or something. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like the, yeah, it's, it's like the premium version of Amazon prime is you can have things instantly shipped wherever you want them. Exactly. and Pat, are you in the? Um, you are in the uh, downtown hideout of Bruce Wayne. I that's what I'm shooting for. I, how how's it working? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can see I, it. I'm
0: seeing it. on there. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm. I'm worried. I'm sitting too far. I gotta like. You got the no. You got the you got the tumbler in the background. You got the yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. It's all good. It's I all got
0: great. to um. I got to um. Fix my lighting because I think because I'm dark. It's like I'm kind of like.
1: Well, I thought you were it. the. I thought you were the Dark Knight.
0: Well, right. maybe it works. Maybe okay. that works.
1: Batman. I, for the rest of the podcast, I just need you to be like, what I really didn't like about Navy SEALs was all that, yeah, I, don't, I can't keep that up.
0: It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard, man. It takes yeah. a toll on the old vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Props to Christian Bale.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we are here tonight to talk Navy SEALs, and yeah. um, we may have already kind of spoiled our feelings on this a little bit, but eh, we're, we're going we're gonna to do what we need to do. You know what? We're going to give this one a good old college try maybe. Um, and if not, we will devolve our discussion into something completely different, and we will still have a lot of fun, and hopefully you will too. So, uh, We may end up talking about Good Morning Vietnam. Who knows? Uh, to, it's either that or food is basically what our podcast is. When yes. we don't want to talk about what we're here to talk about, when it's wild at heart or something else, uh, we very quickly try to change the subject and, and move on to something different.
0: So, well, we could we could just talk about Navy SEALs. That's true, too, or SEALs. Like the Seals. animal. Or seal or seal the singer. Yeah. 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 All of those things. All of he those was things. great on the masked
1: singer. Bo, that was the yeah. most terrifying thing I think I've ever seen you do.
2: <laughs> oh, come on.
1: You're, I um <laughs> I've I've known you for a long time and that seal impersonation was I I don't you might as well have just told me that you ate the census man. <laughs> it it It... <laughs>
0: Oh my god, why is that the funniest thing I've ever heard? You You ate the senses, man. Oh my
2: god. Oh, man.
1: Oh, boy. Yes, it's just that late. Yeah, <laughs> COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man. <clears throat> <Yeah>. So anyway, <laughs> Seal. We were talking about Seal this episode, and uh, yes, uh, "Kiss from a Rose" is a great song. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do like his first album, maybe a little bit better. Um, but uh, you know, it's it is what it is. Everybody, to each your own. One. There's the news no unfortunately we're talking about navy seals but before we get there we'll we'll get there in just a moment uh we have our random recommendation because there is no movie news because basically hollywood is burning um there is nothing left the end of the world is as i tell my children every morning when i wake them up uh it's a beautiful day in the apocalypse how are you going to make it better and uh, the end is nigh the the end is nigh uh or, or the end is tonight sometimes we you know you want to get super specific um it's you know what they're going to grow up just fine if they can live through (laughs) if they can live through this and having me tell them things then they're going to be totally fine as adults
2: Mm -hmm. very
1: very resilient yeah at least that's what i'm telling myself um so very very quickly since there is no movie news and and nothing is really going on right now in terms of movies. We have a random recommendations that we will throw out here. Uh, you know, we try to throw out here every week or so. So, uh, do you gentlemen have a random recommendation? Is there a TV show you've been watching lately? The streaming is all over the place. Everybody's just streaming everywhere. Um, and so is that, uh, is there something that you've found that you're like, ah, this is, I've got a lot of free time on my hands now, and I've made it through this entire series in two days or, um, you know what? What else is what else is going on in your world? Could be something magical that you found while shopping on Amazon. This is totally random. Whatever you want it to be.
2: If you're uh, if you're Neil Gaiman fans, I have uh, after the uh, Good Omens series on Amazon Prime, i have actually doubled back to American Gods,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, season three of Westworld started about a month ago, so. If you haven't watched any of Westworld, you might be able to pick up on season one and two in the next little while. So that's kind of what I got.
1: Nice. We did watch, We I think we watched season one of American Gods, but I'm not sure that we've caught up with, did they just finish season two? I think so,
2: yeah. I'm still halfway through season one. I okay. After Good Omens, a friend of mine told me about American Gods, and I was like, hmm, I'll have to go back and check that out, because Good Omens was good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my sister is always a really big fan of um, Neil Gaiman's books. So mm-hmm. she's always checking those out from the library or buying them.
0: I'll tell you, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with the recommendations. Uh, let me, do you have any recommendations?
1: What if we've actually had time to, you know, time to yeah. do lately and things have been so busy with work, I don't feel like, other than watching the occasional TV show, um, yeah. you know, not necessarily a whole lot going on in, in the other realms, but um, I will say that I did finally finish the uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Okay. <laughs> so I, I did finish that up and I, I can't even... I cannot believe that I had forgotten that there was a season three and mm-hmm. that I had not watched season three at all. And so I did finish up season three and it was hilarious. Okay. And when season three ended... Did you watch it, Pat? Did you finish it? I'm,
0: no, I'm partway through season two. If you remember our discussion okay. from last time. Right. So right. I've gotten as far as, you know, but not okay. all the way through the, you know.
1: So yeah, so finish season three and when it got to the end of season three, and I'm not going to say anything that'll spoil anything for you, but it got to the end of the very last episode of season three and the way it ended, I was like, Oh man, I wish like they ended in a way that knowing kind of the, the vibe of evil dead and all that, I'm like, you know, okay, you know what? This is an okay ending. I'm fine with this being the ending, but it's also an ending that made you go, Oh, I, now I want to see what they do next. And knowing there's not going to be a next, I was like, ah, that just, Hmm. That kind of, as much as I enjoyed that show, I want more of that show. And I know I'm not yeah. going to get more of that show, so that's that's part of the, that's the rough part, you know, anytime yeah. you have a show that you absolutely love and it ends and you know it's not coming back again, then. That's, that's hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll, I can second that. I wanted more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if I read between the lines, it ended, but it didn't end kind of thing. It, it's not like they wrapped it up with a strong concluding statement. Correct. Okay. I know you got to be careful. I know the spoilers, but yeah, that's always hard too. Mm -hmm. That's always hard too.
1: The one thing, you know, I I can't recommend it yet because I haven't done it yet, but uh, there is, DC Comics has their own streaming service. Okay. And it's uh, DC Universe, I think is what it's called. And um, I have been wanting to sign up for that. I keep seeing ads on Facebook of like the, there's a Harley Quinn um, animated series. Oh, Okay. And it's voiced by, I always mess up her last name, Kaylee Cuoco. Is that how you say her name from uh, big bang theory? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, She's, she voices Harley Quinn and it's, it's definitely not for kids. Like in some of the ads I've seen, it is certainly not for children. Um, But having seen the Harley Quinn uh, movie and being pretty disappointed with that one with this cartoon, even like the 22nd ads I've seen, I'm like, well, now I just want to go watch that. Cause that sounds like what I had hoped the movie would have been. Okay. Um, hmm. and, and it sounds hilarious. Um, so there's that, there's a couple other DC like, TV shows I wanted to catch up on. Um, you know, we stopped halfway through the, the Krypton show in the first season because we didn't have, if I think it was on sci-fi and at the time there wasn't a way to just, you know, pay five bucks a month and get, Sci-fi streaming, just so you could see the rest of it. Um, right. So now that all those shows are on the DC Universe streaming service um, and the Titans show and some of the other ones, I, at some point I want to I want to get hooked up with that because um, it's also if they're going to stop, I know with the with the virus and everything else going on, they may actually stop production of comic books for a while. So if I want to be able to read my comic books, but I can't get to the library and I they don't sell them anymore, then uh, they have the entire library. Both DC and Marvel have streaming services where you can download, you can pay a a monthly fee and then you've got like tens of thousands of comics available Mm -hmm. that you can read. So may end up going that route at some point. If, if this goes on for too much longer, and they're not making comic books for a while.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Got it. So that's, that's my recommendation for something I haven't actually interacted with yet.
0: Okay. Well, it's interesting. But Ash
1: Ash versus evil dead would be the other one too.
0: Okay. Well, here's something that I've, Here's my recommendation. It's got me curious. If you like the Kevin Smith uh, movies, I heard that they were doing Jay and Silent Bob, which is the controversial Kevin Smith movie because, you know, Jay and Silent Bob works so well in the other movies. But if you watch Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, you got to really like them because it's like, that's what the whole movie (laughs) is. Okay. I really like them. So I really like the whole movie. The reboot is awesome. Okay, then there you go. I saw they were doing a reboot and then it kind of fell off my radar and I pulled it up and it's got like on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like almost 70%. And I want to say the audience rating is like 94 So they did this weird limited release thing. They did like a release tour and Will okay. and I went
2: one night and I'm actually still in hot water with my wife because Uh-oh. I completely Uh-oh. forgot that she went with me to see Jay and Simon with Bob's truck back. Okay and she did not go with us to see the reboot. Uh-oh. So I wonder when that's going to be available to watch at home because I need to fix that.
0: Um, I, but it's awesome. I you know what? I'm I'm looking here. I thought they were already like one of those where it's in the theaters but you know well, what you I'm can, saying?
2: Yeah, you can rent it from YouTube for 5 bucks and all that stuff.
0: Okay. Okay, that's what I saw then. So I
2: wonder if maybe we'll do that this week cuz yeah, I'm uh, Still a little in the doghouse on
0: that one. Yeah, but but is it is it oh, everything? It included with Prime. Hmm. Bam done. Guess what I'm doing tonight? Done. <laughs> done. It's oh wow okay. Yeah, all right, good stuff. That's tomorrow night, then. So so the rec- so it's a positive recommendation.
2: Oh yeah, I loved it. I mean, it's a little inside baseball. I mean, it's definitely a lot like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, but
0: but that's the point. I think
2: it's good inside baseball.
0: Yeah. Awesome that's
2: awesome we had a blast in the theater watching it it was fun
1: all right well um trying to think if we got any other there's no other news going on right now so I, are you guys ready to jump on into are you ready to parachute out of the plane uh yeah. what do they, they call it halo jumping halo jumping yeah, I, yeah. i've
2: never never agreed with the idea of jumping out of a perfectly good airplane but I no mean,
1: no nope. nope. <laughs> nope. did you so, um I'm only jumping out of a plane if I'm being chased by wolves or something like right. that. Right? Did you um? Did my, you guys? My, my response for what makes me run and what makes me jump out of planes—same thing. I have to be chased okay. by wolves.
0: <laughs> I uh, I sent you guys that YouTube uh, clip of uh, they got the Jack who's mm-hmm. a Navy mm-hmm. SEAL, and he breaks down like three or four different movies that feature Navy SEALs and all that, and he doesn't do this whole movie, but he does this the the jump scene. Did you watch any of that? Or I did. Yeah. Yeah, his insights are always, I I, I think, I don't know, he's, he's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, he's a, a great podcast and all that kind of stuff. But I, I thought it was interesting they had him look at this scene. I kind of wish he would have just reviewed the whole movie because I really would have liked his take on the whole thing. Um, but I liked when he was talking about, uh, when he's just like, yeah, if you're jumping on an operation, yeah, it's a little tense. But if you're just jumping, like, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. fun. Like, yeah. this is fun. <laughs> and then a the little bit about, yeah, you don't ever want to tell anyone in the teams that you're scared. Of something because they will tease you about that mercilessly and I thought that was kind of funny you know because in the movie it you know they're just giving the one guy that just hates jumping they just give him the hard time so anyways I thought I thought that a little uh tidbit
1: was was fun getting that in there all right well our movie this time is Navy Seals it came out on the 20th of July 1990 rated R with a runtime of one hour and way too long I mean one hour and 53 minutes um, directed by Lewis Teague I, it just, it came out. I'm sorry. Uh, Louis Teague, who also did Cujo, the Jewel of the Nile. And this is my favorite thing. And I have watched a little bit of this, but it's so bad that I don't know that I finished. Yeah, I did finish it. Um, he is also the uncredited director of the Justice League of America pilot episode that came out in
2: 1997.
1: <laughs> yes. This was, I think at one point, it was going to be a movie, but then it was going to be a TV show, and the pilot was so bad, it became neither of them. And it's, I don't know, have you guys ever seen, like, the original, original, like, back in the, was it back in the 80s, um, the Fantastic Four movie?
0: (sighs) I feel Mm. like I have. Mm -hmm. I've heard of it. I've seen some, like, screenshots of it or something, you know, but never...
1: Yeah, this, uh, this 1997 Justice League of America movie is, it's, it's not good. I mean, if people, see, this is where I want people to put things in perspective. When people complain about uh, Bivis Dodge, mm-hmm. yeah. Batman vs. Superman, when they complain about that, when they complain about the Justice League movie that we did get a few years ago, what I'd like them to do is I'd like to show them this movie and then just have them go, okay, never mind. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I take back what I said about these movies. This is horrible. This is awful. Um. Thank you for setting me straight so, Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway that was He also directed that one uh, Producers on this one were Brenda Fagan And Bernard Williams Bernard Williams died in 2015 uh, Fagan, this is her only credit Williams also did Flash Gordon and What About Bob Writers for this one were Chuck Farrer and Gary Goldman Farrer did Hard Target and Dark Man Goldman did Total Recall, Big Trouble in Little China uh, Cinematography by John A. Alonzo who died in 2001 he also did cinematography for Star Trek Generations, Chinatown, and Scarface. Music was done by Sylvester Levay. He did the music for Cobra, Airwolf, and Hot Shots. Yeah. Budget for this one was 21 million. Box office was 25.1 million. Reviews for this one: Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 27 percent. The audience gives it a 42. IMDb gives it a 56. Letterbox gives it a 50. And the Cinema Score folks were on crack when they left the theater because they gave it an A minus.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: I maybe they were given away like free popcorn and I don't know in the theater and just as people were leaving they were just so happy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, it was Pat I, as you as you said earlier. Maybe it was maybe that was full of middle school kids. Maybe it was a theater full of middle school boys. Yeah. And and they left this being like this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. This should win all the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, starring Charlie Sheen, who played Lieutenant Dale Hawkins. He was in Wall Street, The Three Musketeers, and Two and a Half Men. Uh, Michael Bean, who played Lieutenant James Curran. He was in Tombstone, Aliens, and Terminator. Joanne Whaley, who played Claire Varens. He, she was in Willow, a TV show called Edge of Darkness, and a TV series called The Borgias. Rick Rossovich played Leary. He was in Top Gun, The Terminator, and Roxanne. Cyril O'Reilly played Rexer. He was in Airplane and Porky's. Bill Paxton, who died in 2017, was Dane. He was in Aliens, Tombstone, and Near Dark. Dennis Haysbert uh, played Graham. He was in 24, Major League, and Heat. Paul Sanchez played Ramos. He was in Platoon and Castaway. Nicholas Coddy played Ben Shahid. He was in Quest for Fire and George of the Jungle. And S. Epatha-Murkison played Jolena. She was in Law & Order, Lincoln, and Chicago Med. Here is the trailer, and we will be back in just a second. Look, I have a commitment to the team.
2: Yeah, well, the teams aren't gonna last forever. I'm sorry, guys, but I cannot be a part of this funeral procession. I'm out of here. See you later.
1: When danger is its own reward, we
0: move out together.
1: Only together. There are men who will go anywhere. You guys are crazy. Right Proud of it, baby. Dare anything. We're SEAL Team. We're here to get you out. They're Navy SEALs
0: you
1: hot an elite fighting force you don't gotta love it you just gotta do it who don't
2: know how to lose Navy seals are paid to take risks they're paid to die if necessary
0: we go in there we hit them and forget them that's what we do there's more to it than that. come on lieutenant
2: what are the seals up to nothing special training sounds like fun
1: one is a leader let me take my team back in there the other a daredevil Yeah.
2: that's hawkins that's normal no that's abnormal yeah. Told you to stay put. What do you want from me, huh? You still don't get it, do you? You're looking for a rush?
1: Well, I hope you got it. Together, they're America's designated hitters against terrorism. You're involved.
2: I don't create the news. I report it.
1: If America kills our people, then our people will kill Americans. You're going to Lebanon, baby. That's all you gotta know. Born to Risk we're gonna have company body just got bigger trained to win this doesn't look good uh, it just got worse charlie sheen michael Bean, joanne wally kilmer navy seals okay so usually we start this off with how does this movie make you feel um and at the risk of a lot of vomiting i'm gonna ask you how does this movie make you feel
2: sleepy (laughs) now it kind of like
1: like a sleepy fairy princess
2: (laughs) yeah it was it was a slog to get through this one i gotta say it was the type of movie you almost have to have something else to do because it gets a little long and it doesn't move as fast as you want and yeah so maybe maybe you know what the right word is bored i think
1: Mm -hmm. i i have to say that i normally try to be pretty focused on the movies when we sit and watch them but uh, this tells you where i was at as i was watching this movie i was also checking to see what was going on in my e-trade app so uh,
2: (laughs) um i'm thinking not much
1: (laughs) i mean either way there was death and destruction but you know yeah Pat, I do enjoy your new background you just changed to. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of, uh, I've got a couple
0: of, I'm just trying some stuff out. I'm just trying Thou some stuff out. Shall not roll on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Or uh, your background abides. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it does. I'm trying some stuff out. I've got some stuff.
1: Uh, what were we talking about again? What you, movie? You, you might, you, there you go. You, you might say that Pat's background is the best ever, but yeah, well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Can we talk yes, about that Charlie movie? Sheen
2: before Tiger Blood, or yeah. was it? Because mm-hmm. I maintain that you started to see a little bit of modern-day Charlie Sheen in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hashtag not so winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this movie made me feel like this movie actually made me question my enjoyment of any other action movie I've ever seen. Oh. Like, this, I mean, oh. in watching this movie, I'm like, you know what? There's so much about this movie that I feel like I should enjoy. Uh, Michael Bean is in this movie. I love Tombstone. I love Aliens. I love Terminator. Um, this movie is, I mean, it's one of those that it's – Pat, you actually – I don't want to steal this from you. You, you said steal this before we, before we started recording. Um, this is the most uh, canon – non-canon canon film that's ever been made.
2: <laughs> and yeah.
1: it's between the music and it – I feel like this movie made Canon films look good. And it was between, I mean, between the music, between the acting, between everything. I just didn't know moments in this movie. I was like, are are other, I started to question existence itself. And at different points in time, watching this movie, I thought, you know what are all action movies this way? Is this what happens when someone who doesn't like action movies is forced to sit and watch an action movie? And is this what they feel like? Yeah. I just, I don't like.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: that's how, that was more than one word, but that's how this movie made me feel.
0: I, I was just, just I'm just disappointed. I've seen this movie, maybe this is the second, maybe the third time I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just, I just kind of feel a little disappointed. I think for having the talent that they had in there, you know, I and this is when I started to notice things that I've never noticed before. Like I've marveled when I've heard you and our other Tomcast or Tomcast, what do I say? <laughs> it's late. My, uh, the other podcast uh, hosts talking and saying, "Oh, you know what? This movie'd be great if they just would edit more, if they trim this." And I've never been able to pick up on that. Now I was able to pick up on that, and I think I think this movie could have been helped a whole lot if they would have gotten rid of a half an hour to thirty-five minutes worth of material. And just, there were so many different things, uh, that just seemed extra in there. Um, and without putting too fine a point on it, I mean, Navy SEALs, I mean, they, it's kind of cool, you know, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff, uh, about that. You're also talking about, um, you're also talking about, um, uh, well, I'd say soldiers, but sailors, you know, uh, 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 warriors, you know, that go out into combat. And I mean, so in that sense, it's it might be a little bit much just to talk about, oh, wow, the cool factor. So then you could have really positioned yourself to make a serious movie. And, and, and so I, I, I struggle with this movie, um, just like I struggle in answering this with one word, but I, I struggle with this movie because I'm looking at it 30 years on and it's kind of hard to look back and get into the spirit of what they were trying to do. But then, you know, when I remind myself of Commando and some of those other 80s action movies, it's like, okay, I can get into the spirit of what they're trying to do, but it's just not executed. And there's some stuff that's just awesome in it, Mm -hmm. but it's just the overall, it's just not assembled well. And so you have these really awesome scenes and very cool things that just, it just
1: falls it just falls flat so anyways yeah, yeah. Uh, there was yeah I, I think I I think I mentioned I let the movie get at least halfway through maybe two-thirds of the way through before I finally you know openly started criticizing it while we were watching it and I think my first comment was I don't know what this movie wants to be I don't know if this is supposed to be a ringing endorsement is this meant to be a recruitment film for the Navy SEAL program is this meant to be some kind of a glorified music video? Um, Is this meant to be an action movie? I I don't, I just, I don't know. And there were, as you said, it was so disjointed in the way it was put together. And from one moment to the next, it was either very much a comedy movie or, or a spoof of something. And then it was very much a, I mean, the whole scene on the golf course, I was like, what is it? This looks like a, I don't know. This looks like a Van Halen music video. I, I don't know what this is. Um, the, the beginning of the movie is the worst remake of License to Kill uh, ever, um, mm-hmm. with the whole wedding scene. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. And our first comment too, it's, it's kind of funny that we've, uh, we've been, when we've been watching different TV shows and, and movies and things like that, whenever there's, been, whenever there's been somebody who's like not, maybe not good relationship material, when the kids have been watching with us, we'll be like, kids, that's what we call a red flag.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: if you if, if you ever have a significant other, or if you have somebody that you like and they do something like that, that is the moment at which you back off and you say, no, thank you. I am now walking out of this situation. This is not good. Um, you are not the, uh, not the right person for me. I will now back off. And uh, the kids were obviously not with us watching this one, but um, when the groom jumps up and leaves, uh, as soon as they get beeped, uh, I'm like, mm, that's kind of a red flag. How about those beepers, my man? I, I was like, this is the, mo- wow. I think I audibly said this is the most nineties movie ever. And we're only five minutes into it. Yeah.
2: I mean, those things yeah. were garage door opener size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I, I think that's, I, I realize we just completely skipped over the question of what works. Cause I'm not sure I'm going to have much to say about what works for this movie. Um, right. It, it had some, I mean, it had some good action moments, But at the same time, it was almost like, and and the irony that the director, was it the director or the cinematographer? Might have been the cinematographer. Yeah, I think it was the cinematographer uh, who did, no, music, music. Um, Same one that did Hot Shots. Like, this movie, the action parts where there's just guns blazing all the time, there's not, I don't, I lost track of why we were on these missions in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the guns were blazing, and I'm like, it almost reminded me, wasn't that in one of the Hot Shots movies, whereas he's just firing at people. All of a sudden, it's keeping a tally on the yeah. bottom of the screen, yeah. like Robocop levels of you know Rambo, yeah. and, and I'm like, I I can't tell whether this is supposed to be a parody or a action movie. And and if you're trying to if you're trying to make this a a recruitment video for the Navy SEALs, well, you're not doing that either because. These guys are not real endearing people, you know. Right. I, I'm not looking at any of this going, "Wow, I wish I could do what those guys do." There's a way to do that, and, I'm, and there's better movies that you know. Even when horrible things happen to people, you know, things like um, you know, what I know, Pat, you you really like the movie Black Hawk Down. I mean, there's there are military movies where you look at that, and and I I myself have I've never. Consider joining the military. Um, you know, it's, it's not something I think I, I ever would have considered doing uh, to join the military. But there are times where you will watch certain movies, and even if the situation is bad, even if it's realistic and you're like, oh, man, I, I people put themselves into those situations to fight for us, to protect us, to, you know, all those different things. This movie did not do that. Like, nothing about these characters made me sit here and go, wow, well, you know what? I really respect what those, uh, what Navy SEALs do. Other movies, I'm sure, uh, Navy SEALs in reality and other movies, I'd probably look at it and I'd go, I totally respect what those people are trained to do, what they're capable of doing, but this movie just made me look at it and go, these guys are a bunch of jerks. And I I don't respect any of this at all because I don't know who I'm supposed to be siding with in this movie. And I'll I'll get to more of that a little bit later because there was a weird, I had a weird feeling part way through the movie where I felt like I should have been watching a canon film, where mm-hmm. where the good guys and the bad guys are very clearly distinguished, mm-hmm. because the bad guys don't speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this movie, it was very strange because I didn't felt like that distinction was there, and there were plenty. Well, of I times- think that
2: was the attempt at political commentary, also. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Was to you know, oh, but they don't send us in with the right information, and you know, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Which which well, while i while I respect the attempt, uh, no, not, I don't respect the attempt. that's the wrong way to say that. Um, I respect the I respect a movie that can do that type of political commentary. This one did not. I think yeah, it's the right way to say that
0: and 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 even that, i I would really. And I mentioned before at the top, and I don't know if you were recording or not, but I mean, I've read a couple of books by former Navy SEALs and there's a podcast. And, and again, if I'm repeating myself, I, I'm not sure exactly when the recording started, but it's called the Jocko Podcast. And the, it's a Navy SEAL's name's Jocko Willink. He does fantastic interviews. He does like motivational speaking and leadership training and it, all this uh, stuff. And I, I really enjoy listening to him um, in his podcast. And I and I and there's this thing on YouTube where he goes through and he kind of reviews these different action movies. And he reviewed the one, the, the the halo jump in this, and which I think is a very cool scene. I mean, I mean, I I, I got to be honest, I think it's a pretty cool scene. I I kind of like what they do with it and everything like that. But I kind of wish he would have gone through the the rest of the movie. And I like, boy, if anyone's listening and wants to like email or call or tweet or Face Tube in or whatever, and you know, point me in the right direction, I just watch a lot of this, and I kind of feel like junior high kids read a book about it or saw a movie and then went out and were playing in the backyard and someone like recorded it and took down all their ideas for how they were playing and then that became the basis for this plot just because I mean so much of this I'm like I don't know I don't know if it would really would it really go down in that manner now I know I I did some reading that they said that they had advisors that claimed all this was based on real um real events but that whole based on thing could mean you know that what percentage of reality is in it and so every time there was a mission it just kind of seemed to be a group of guys going in and uh firing guns and they're they're really like what was the battle plan what was the you know what was being rehearsed what's the thing you know the charlie sheen character was always going off and you know going crazy and uh, uh, getting people into trouble. He was, I mean, it was like the the guy that went off the deep end in Heat, right? Uh, uh, Wayne, was it Wayne Grow? Is that his name? If you remember, okay, I'm going spoilers. The movie Heat, right? With uh, yeah, Robert no, De Niro. I, I know
2: the movie. I'm just yeah, it was Wayne Grow. God.
0: Remember that guy? The guy that when they did the okay, spoilers for Heat. Okay, when they do the thing and he's sitting there and then he just goes off the deep end and starts shooting people or... Mm. Um, uh, remember Mr. Blonde in uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs? It's the same thing. It was like the, Charlie Sheen, Sheen was like that same character where he just goes off the deep end. It's like, why is that guy still on missions? Like, why isn't that right. guy getting pulled?
2: Like, would and, that man still have been let to I'll let operate, you know?
0: Yeah, and, the, and like the whole, well, we had bad information. We had, okay, well, that's, you know, then – are you really going to like go off on your own and try and find your own information? Like, is that reality? And then even in putting these guys in, I mean, I believe the SEAL teams are bigger than, I mean, what we're looking at there was maybe a platoon or something. Yeah. That would be one of the
2: teams that are part of the SEALs. One of the squads
0: that are part of the team. Yeah. Because there's multiple teams, right? You right. know, there's, there's one There's, each
2: team, there's has multiple its, teams and then each team has different squads.
0: Exactly. So, right. if if you're gonna go in and like go into a city where there's like a civil war going on, I think you'd have a little bit more support. Plus, and I'm 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 falling back on my extensive training as a band director when I make this statement. But my humble understanding is, whenever like that's the big Hollywood thing is that whenever you use any of the the the, the special operators or special forces or whatever, that they that that they go in like all by themselves, right? it's always like you're always, there's always going to be some sort of a support. There's always going to be a quick reaction force that's going to get in there if you get into trouble. There's always going to be something waiting to pull you out. And so the end of the thing is, and I'm starting to go on a rant and I apologize, John, I don't even know what the question was. And I'm just kind of ranting. But I mean, the end of this thing is they're sitting there in the town and they're getting picked off one by one and there is no correct uh, uh, you know quick reaction force there is no cover from the air and all of, on top of that they show the submarine commander sitting there going yep, that's it we're out the sun comes up we're going to be into trouble no one was there shooting at him no be, like and it was like really you you the like that's what your portrayal of the US navy is i mean that's not even like different forces that was all navy and then the submarine captain's just going to turn around and sail the at, no one's fighting like and I understand that that was their attempt at making there be drama but that took me out of it because it's like I don't think that's how that would happen at least any of the special operation special and operations if, I've read about there's always been and you know, it would happen they would
2: know it was going to happen so their next goal would be to find a place they could hide until night when they could extract again yeah they wouldn't go flailing into the water looking for a sub that they knew wasn't going to be there after
0: first light yeah I, that that and i don't see how that sub would leave them
2: i could see if it had to go away and come back but they would know that to the point where they would find another or they would have had a secondary yeah. exfil or something
1: you know? yes you know it you, so, so you're saying real davy seals are not going to steal a car and just go barreling through the streets of a city you know
2: most likely not <laughs> in
1: broad daylight and I, I was waiting, you know, after they did that and after they went onto the beach and if they dove in the water, I was waiting for somebody to just go, let's try spinning. That's a good trick or or yeah. some other, you know, yeah. inane, inane idea.
0: Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't see that as, as how it is. Again, it, it's just kind of what I was struck with is it kind of seems like, you know, like a, like a, a very cursory understanding of what that's all about. And then. Let's just make that happen. I mean, in fact, and I I don't want to raise the ire of anybody, but I saw that more as kind of a superhero movie before there were superhero movies. You know what I'm saying? like, these guys, it it wasn't even, like, in my mind, like a military movie at one point. It was just, like, superhero movies. These guys were just being portrayed as superhuman super warriors, you know, like watching Captain America and his team go through, you know, watching the Avengers, you know, these – do you get what I'm saying? It it, it was just like, they were all out there fighting the bad guys and they could do no wrong, you know? And it's like, well, that's, that's not really how it looks. And, and again, I mean, if it was a compelling story and a compelling plot and all that, I guess I wouldn't be asking these questions like, is that really how it would look? But I mean, the story, all the story and plot holes and everything like that, you know, kind of make this movie rather suspect. You know what I'm saying? And since I'm on my soapbox, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I mean, watching this movie 30 years on, I mean, you know, it just kind of, it, 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 it doesn't hold up as well. Um, well, it doesn't hold up as well when you're living in a country that's been at war for 19 years, 18 years. And, you know, you've, you're you sending our people into battle and they're dying and, you know, this this doesn't hold up as well as to like a lone survivor or you mentioned Black Hawk Down from an earlier time or um, um, I can't think of the other movie oh American Sniper or something like that you know if you wanted to make it just an action movie then you would you should be making a heck of a lot better of a story and uh, uh, that if you wanted to make it like more of a serious then you gotta cut some of the cheese ball and all the other stuff out of it I guess I guess that's all. Okay, I'm I'm muting my microphone and ending my rant. <laughs> no need.
1: Well, I feel like I kind of feel like one of the biggest sins of this movie is that it's just it's boring. Like it's it's not for an action movie when I love a good action movie. I mean, I and I'm fine with the even fine with like the switch your brain off just, you know, guns blazing, you know, don't have to put a whole lot of thought into it kind of movie, but I'm watching this movie and I'm just like it has all that and I don't care. Like, it's just, it's, it's nothing about the story of this. And I know in action movies, you know, story is not necessarily the thing that you, you know, go to first when you think of an action movie, but at the same time, I'm just like, this is so convoluted. I I really don't care about the plot of this movie. Um, I don't really care about the characters. It's just, it feels like so much stuff is just, wedged in there for the sake of them being like okay no wait a minute so we've got this so so basically here's what we're going to do we want to make top gun but we want to make top gun with navy seals instead Mm -hmm. of uh, instead of jet pilots and um we also need to have some some political commentary so we're going to put this uh this journalist in there and she's going to be both like kind of like a love interest. And she also shows the other side because she interviewed this one leader of this terrorist organization. And, and then because we want it to be top gun, let's not do a volleyball scene. Let's have them play golf. And it it just, it feels like somebody was looking at a whole bunch of different movies and going, Ooh, this movie had that. And this movie, that, and this movie had that. And let's just take all of that, chop it up, throw it together. And it's just not, for a movie that has guns blazing, you know, military action. I'm sitting in this movie going, I am bored out of my mind. Mm-hmm. And this rarely ever happens. I've seen a lot of bad military movies before where I've still been like, Oh, well, you know, I, I, at least I got to see some stuff blow up, but I'm watching this one. So, so here, here it is. Cause I was not necessarily a huge fan. I enjoyed it for the campiness and the, and the kind of cheesiness of it. Um, but I thinking back to when we did Delta force. Same not a huge fan of Delta Force, you know, it, it was, it was, but it was more of the, <laughs> I get to laugh at the Chuck Norris stuff because Chuck Norris um, in this movie, I was like, you know what? I just, I'd like to go back and watch Delta Force right now. Um, I I know I'd be more entertained at least in Delta Force. Um, you know, at least in Delta Force, I've got like, you know, sleep tight sucker and some of the other like one liners that that movie has. And I'm like, I, this one, I can't, I can't tell you. Well, I could tell you one of the lines that was said in the movie and it made me so angry that I was mm-hmm. almost about ready to switch off the movie at that point. Go ahead, John. I was like, you know you do not get the right, you know as as you have squandered every possible every possible goodwill that you could have had as a movie. You have squandered it when you decide to throw in verbatim, boring conversation anyway. We're going to have company. No. No no yeah. no no no. You've already bored me to tears, now you're trying to quote Star Wars at me. You get nothing, sir. Good mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I this 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 movie did not engender any goodwill in me at all. I, I did not like it. I for the cast of characters that it had, I should have enjoyed it. For the the action movie that it is, I should have been entertained by it. Um, and I was none of those things. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I would just assume you know, club that Navy SEAL and be done with it. And you know,
0: uh, here's the thing. I think if you wanted to do a movie like this, you, I mean, I would say look at Commando. But Commando had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. But I mean, either do like Commando, or, or, do the first half of predator Mm -hmm. right like do what they were doing in predator i mean that had these guys that were supposed to be these special forces guys and they but it was kind of like silly and i mean do that Mm -hmm. or do the expendables right i I think this this was trying to be uh, i don't know I'd, i'd be a little bit much to go with offensive yeah. and I know that I know that people watch that and this got there were folks that you know talk about I hey, watched that movie and that's what made me want to go into the seals mm-hmm. you know and, and I mean that hey cool because there was some like I said I found there was some cool stuff in there I mean there was some stuff that I could go back and I'll watch that scene again I'll watch that scene again um, but I mean you know like I don't know it, it's it's just showing my bias but you know you mentioned like Delta Force and I just say I've got and there's many more I've got like six or seven different books that I would recommend. I've got like three or four podcast episodes um, to recommend, to listen to if you wanna like, I mean, it, it, they're so far better than any movie that's out there. Like if you wanna get wowed by the Navy Seals or by the Delta Force or something like that, check this stuff out. Cause the this movie thing, it, it just, it to say it doesn't do it justice is an understatement, but that's kind of what I'm left with,
1: so. Well, I don't know that we got too many other things that we want to necessarily say about this one. I, I, I could ask you, did you have a favorite scene in the movie? Um, I don't know if anything I, was memorable enough for me to...
0: <laughs> I... Uh, oh, go one,
1: ahead. Go one, ahead. One,
2: and go it's, it. it's funny because it's, it's on the heels of the golf scene. Mm-hmm. It's him stealing his car back from the Repo Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, just taken as a scene that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know he catches up to the, the tow truck. He he jumps on there. He steals the car. He does that little spin move. Um, so in a in a long slog of a movie, there there might have been one bright spot.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the uh, I like the Halo jump scene. I thought that was pretty oh, cool. Sure. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, especially the guys like parachuting into the water. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I thought that was, that was pretty neat. I, you know, um, that, that was the scene that I liked (laughs) and that was that I'm trying to think of the other stuff that, uh, you know,
1: well, I will say, Pat, you, that video that you sent us where the guy, you know, the, the Navy SEAL starts talking about. You know navy seals Mm -hmm. and and the one thing that did surprise me a little bit was as he was talking about i I kind of expected that as he's talking about this movie in particular i was like he is going to tear this movie apart and and to your point he really didn't like Mm -hmm. that was one thing that i don't know that i can say that i have a favorite scene in this movie but that video where he went through and was talking about certain scenes in this movie and what they did and and how no actually that's that's kind of accurate when it comes to how this would have been or how it might have been, um, you know that's that's probably pretty close. You know, it might even be closer than some other films have gotten it with mm-hmm. uh, you know some of the some of the ways they portrayed these things. So that to me, actually, that video was probably my favorite scene of this movie, even though it's not in this movie. Was yeah. finding out that you know what? Actually, even though I didn't like this movie, and you know, it, it seemed like one of these movies, it's kind of an over the top representation of something that in a lot of ways they actually did do their homework. And they, I mean, one of the producers is a former Navy SEAL, So, mm-hmm. uh, or, or writers, one of them, um, it was a writer. One of the writers uh, was the former Navy SEAL and, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, okay, well, that, that makes me feel a little bit better about this movie. I still don't like it. I'm still not entertained. I'm never going to go back and watch it again, but that does help me feel a little bit better about this movie knowing that they did put some effort into, you know, trying to, trying to get some of that stuff right.
0: Yeah, no, uh, agreed. And that's where, you know, like you get those scenes that it's just like you get this one scene that's like, man, this thing's in, like, this is awesome. And they, why, why didn't, why didn't they take the time to, you know, I'm, I'm just going through in my head, like how many t- ways that
1: like you could have made this movie better, mm-hmm. you know? Well, um, and, I, and I wonder too, if, because it seems to have like all the hallmarks of an 80s uh, kind of military action movie. Mm-hmm. um but I wonder if, I mean, I mean, we're in 1990 now, so we're not really that far out of the eighties, but I wonder if it just came too late. Like Mm. the the last time that a movie like this really worked that had those combination of, you know, a love story and the, the semi maybe awkward volleyball scene um, and stuff like that. I mean, that was top gun and that was 86. So this is already four years later. You know, we've, we've been in a war, um, you know, in the late eighties. And so maybe, maybe some of the sensibilities about these type of movies have changed and maybe it's just, maybe it's too late. Maybe it's three to four yeah. years too late for this kind of movie. Although,
0: I mean, I think, I think this was right in and around when the Gulf war was kicking off. Right. I don't, I mean, right. I, you know, so yeah, I mean, but
2: I think that might be right when the national consciousness sort of caught up to the horror of war mm-hmm. I and mean, we denied it for so long. Right. And I wonder if...
0: Well, interesting. It, it, yeah, I mean, and it's sort of like, you know, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, it, it's, it's you know, Top Gun made it look, you know, that was awesome. But, you know, Top Gun's a little bit different because I think you view fighter p- pilots a little differently. You know, sure. you might have that, like, knight night, night on horseback kind of mentality, you know? Um, number one, because they're controlling high-performance vehicles, but in the same token, it's easy to kind of fall into the the faceless like, okay, well I'm just shooting down a plane, I'm not killing a human kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean let's be honest, Top Gun was done well. I mean they really they yeah, really helped a
2: little doesn't
0: it? Yeah. I mean the, the 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 love story fit in when okay spoilers when the thing happens with goose I mean you know when when Goose dies. I mean that's that's sad. You know it it's in this it, it was like you know which which direction which direction are you really going with all of this and i mean i mean some of the scenes were awkward and i i i just didn't find the characters as believable again having no experience in the military i mean it's like i just have this gut reaction like you know this stuff now yeah there are some scenes where it's just like okay cool and i've read enough to know that yeah they've done things like this but <clears throat> you know i i don't know it it just it fell short and then you're exactly right 1990 well i'm you know we're we're just under well no not just under we're 30 years beyond 1990 so looking at it with modern sensibilities it's kind of like uh uh i think i think we can have a little bit i think we can have a little bit more here in movies that are about this kind of thing
1: all right well are we ready for our three questions sure yes yes
0: he asks each traveler five questions three questions
1: three questions it's impossible to answer impossible because you don't know the answer nobody could answer that question i want to ask you a bunch of questions i want to have them answered immediately what you just said is
2: one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your
0: rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having
2: listened
1: to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Question number one, if you could go and and Pat, I think I might've caused some problems by asking you this question. Um, If you could go to a shooting range and fire any kind of weapon, what one would you choose to fire? Yeah, you put it all in caps. I I did. That was kind of for your benefit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So did, did, were you able to narrow down?
0: Yes. Yeah. You know oh, what? Okay. <clears throat> yes. If I if I could go, um, and I you know I, I hope to be able to do this someday. But if I could go and only uh, uh, fire one, uh, I would love to uh, uh, be able to shoot a Springfield M1 Garand. I think um, you know it's a it's a it's a storied uh, gun. I, I want to say that it 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 was it came into service just before the Second World War, and it was the mainstay of the of the military um from the second world war korea all the way up to maybe even into vietnam and uh it's um yeah that's that's uh that's a rifle that i'd like to uh to get my hands on and shoot someday and yes i'm i'm shopping around it's a little bit out of the price range uh but um that that would be one that i think would uh it's it's hard to say it's hard to say oh man that would be awesome but um no no it wouldn't be that i'll uh, I'll say it. That I I would definitely get some enjoyment out of uh, out of uh, firing one of those. So that would be that would be my one if you're limiting me to one. Okay.
2: I've never really shot a real gun before, just paintballs and, and BBs. So mm-hmm. I a a nice simple Glock forty five. You know, something with a little kick and a little chutzpah, but just something that feels good, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so uh, for me from this one, I, I was kind of going back and forth on on some different options here. Um, I did as a kid. I always loved the um, what they call the pulse rifle from the Aliens movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the M M forty one A pulse rifle. And I, as a kid, I used to love the movie Aliens, and that was when I first saw that one. I thought this gun is so cool. It is just kind of the way it fires in the movie and kind of that just rapid burst fire and and the fact that it's got the grenades built into the gun and like all kinds of other stuff i was like this is you know what i'm never going to be a colonial space marine but if i was this would be my gun of choice to you know to go into battle with so um i think that would have been that probably would have been my choice i there was a part of me that kind of was was thinking through i was like you know what let's let's go let's go way fictional and i was Mm -hmm. like how about a green lantern ring oh not technically a gun but you know you can you can hit some stuff and you can, you know, whatever your imagination can come up with, you can fly out of that ring and hit whatever you want to hit. So I, I, I could go that route too, but I think I'm going to choose the uh, the pulse rifle from the movie aliens. Well done. All right. Well, we actually got uh, several responses for this one on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Um, so we had, and I, I was going to check real fast to see if anybody else had posted up um, anything else on there. Cause there had been some others that, see if anybody else posted a reply on twitter there oh actually we did get a few okay all right I'll have to go through those here in just a second um okay so we have uh actually this one was posted up probably right around the time we started recording tonight uh this is uh, at so a, another another person from down Oklahoma way uh I would assume based on their twitter handle at soonerborn1972
0: yeah, that's kind I'm
1: of. I'll take a wild guess. Um, uh, Dale Selby is his name. He posted up a GIF of uh, Jesse the Body Ventura with his chain gun, his minigun. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: From Predator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we've also got uh, at Shirley Podcast the from the Shirley you must you Shirley can't be serious podcast. Uh, he had Han Solo's blaster from Star Wars. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, at Tristan Martin on Twitter had a GIF of a tank. <laughs> Yes, if you could find a shooting range. My understanding is they have shooting ranges that where you can actually ride in a tank and you can fire it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know where these magical places are, but I feel like I've heard of that before. So um, I, I feel like if it doesn't exist, someone could make a lot of money. I think that would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Gidget Von LaRue, one of the co-hosts of the Retro Cinema podcast said the flamethrower from Aliens. Oh, okay. And then uh, we also had somebody at Five Foot Synapse, uh, the name is Down Under 2008, had the Ghostbusters Proton Pack. Oh. That was, I I really like that one. Yeah. And then uh, this kid that keeps showing up every once in a while on Instagram, John Reed 727, uh, said that, yeah, I know, punk kid, um, said that he would choose the DC-15A, that is the clone trooper blaster rifle from the Star Wars movies. Okay. Mm. Good choice. Good choice all right question number two have you ever gotten lost driving somewhere
2: oh yeah Frequently. it's been a while yeah. since gps in my pocket but exactly yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah 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 we actually i was telling the story to the kids tonight as we were oh actually and i forgot nora um she doesn't have instagram or, or twitter uh her weapon of choice that she'd fire since so she's obsessed with the spider-man video game right now is yeah. uh, spider-man's web shooters uh, oh sure. so, so that that's was awesome that was hers. Um, yeah, so I actually had ended up having to tell the story tonight of, I think it was, the year was 2008, and um, John was, uh, was he almost a year old, maybe, and we were driving from Chicago to go visit my family down in southwest Missouri. And as we drive down, we drive down Route 55 through Illinois. We end up driving through St. Louis, and then we take Route 44 all the way across Missouri from there on once we uh, once we hit St. Louis. And that particular year was the really horrible flooding that they had along the Mississippi um, by St. Louis. And so we had been driving, and usually we'd stop on the Missouri side of St. Louis to get gas for the car. And so we had been driving for a while, and we had planned to stop. Well, we didn't quite realize just how bad the flooding was. And they had been sandbagging everything as we started to drive through. And then we just saw there were entire buildings that were completely underwater as we were driving. And it was just, it was crazy. I've never seen anything like it before. Wow. And so we got through, we got on the other side of St. Louis, but the problem was we got stuck in traffic on the interstate and we sat still for almost two hours. Eh. And the problem was our car was low on gas anyway. And so by the time we'd been in traffic for two hours, like our, our, Gaslight had come on and we were still far enough back that there was no exit for us to get off. And even if we did the spot that we were at, there's no towns around there. If you got off on that exit, you're driving around in the, in the hills and the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we finally got to a point where we could pull off and I said, I, we just, we have to take this exit. I know, because if we sit in this traffic any longer, we're not going to, our car's is going to die. Like we're going to run out of gas and we're going to be stuck.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And And of course I've got a, you know, less than a year old, baby in the back seat and we're kind of freaking out and and um so we do we we get as soon as we can we get off on this one exit and we end up starting and this is before gps so we end up starting kind of driving back through the hills we end up at this we end up taking a turn and end up uh, driving into a cattle ranch for a second um and at uh, what
2: point do you start to hear the banjo music uh
1: very early on (laughs) very early on (laughs) I think That's awesome. i I feel like as as we left the cattle ranch, there was somebody like sitting by the front gate one wow that, 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 that them them boys look real pretty <laughs> so, yeah we uh we drove i mean we we drove around and I was like, okay, let's just please find as many downhill spots so we can just coast because I have no idea what's gonna happen here. uh-huh, uh, this light has been on for a while, and I really don't want to get trapped back here in the hills <laughs> and um uh, And so finally, I mean, we're driving around and come to a dead end a couple of times. I'm like, I just don't, I don't know what we're doing. We don't know where we're going. I don't know. And finally, um, and I figured our car was going to die at any second. We finally end up kind of going over this one hill and up at the top of the hill, all of a sudden we crest the hill and we see there's a little tiny public library and there's a gas station right next to it. And I'm like, the two best things in the world, libraries and gas stations. Mm -hmm. We are going to stop right here. And so we, we embarrassed, uh, and I'm sure John is listening to this right now, but we embarrassed him a little bit. We said, we were so happy to see the library and the gas station. We stopped in the library. You got a new diaper. We got gas in the car. And then we (laughs) continued on. Awesome. And he's like, wait, he's like, I was, how old was I? I was like, I don't know. It was like last year, but you know, it's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's funny. That is one of the times that we got very much lost and started to panic a little bit. Yeah. I'm thinking I nothing exciting as that. I
0: um uh you, uh you can ask Sundell, he'll maybe remember this one. I um one of my first years teaching at Hawthorne. I wasn't a junior high teacher. I was well, wow. I wasn't a 6 7 and 8 junior uh, middle school teacher. I was a 5 6 middle school teacher. The junior high was 7th and 8th grade. And so um you know, I taught the I took them out of elementary and kind of kept them going to get them to the junior high. Mr. G took them and got them going for high school. So the band festival was, is seventh and eighth grade and high school students. So I really didn't have much function in the band festival other than to go and be a good audience member and support the kids and so forth. And it was my first year, maybe my second no, this must've been first year. No, it was my first year. And I'm just trying to like, you know, figure out where the bathrooms are, get to know the staff, you know, the whole thing. And it was like, hey, the seventh and eighth grade is gonna be playing this big band festival. It's Like, oh man, I better go and support the kids and be there and all that. Yeah, 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 okay, good. So, I mean, first year teacher with my, you know, head in the clouds, I'm just like, all right. So I head home and got all set. And then it was like, oh man, I better get going. The band festival starts. So I drove all the way back to what is now Middle South, was the junior high, because I'm like, oh, it's a junior high, okay, they're gonna be here. And so it was like, they're not here. And I'm like, the school looks awful dark. So I went up and I grabbed the doors and said, okay, they're not here. Okay, well, the concert's starting soon. Where the heck are, oh, well, I wonder if they're at the high school. Yeah, they're probably at the high school. Where's the high school? I have no idea where Vernon Hills High School is. So I hop in my car and I start driving through Vernon Hills. Now, I mean, in retrospect, I should have just stopped at a gas station and asked, and yes, this was way before GPS. And uh, so I'm like driving through Vernon Hills and I gotta be honest, it's easy to get lost in Vernon Hills. And where is it easy to get lost for me in Vernon Hills? Uh, Fairview, Lakeview, all those roads. And I'm like driving through this industrial park and I'm looping and I I probably just kept doing the same loop. And I drove around for a half an hour and could not find the, the high school. And in retrospect, it was one of those, I should have just like stopped and just said, hey, can you point me to Vernon Hills High School? Um, so defeated I like just I'm like I'm just gonna go home like I have no idea where this concert is and the next day I got back in and uh I I called Jim and I'm like Jim he says yeah we were looking for you we made the announcement special thanks to you know here's the elementary directors in middle and all this kind of stuff and I'm like yeah I'm I got lost man I couldn't find the high school like I had no idea what so anyways I took a little bit of uh I took a little bit of ribbing uh from the guys about that one and uh, so I guess that would be story one of Pat getting lost, uh, was, was getting lost my first year of teaching and not being able to find Vernon Hills High School. And I guess my second one is I can't figure out how to get to the hospital for my house. Like the, our hospital, like I, I can't get there. I have no idea how to get there. I've turned on roads. I always end up looping back and all that. And so Tammy was saying, you know what, when Dominic was due, it was like, I'm gonna have to drive myself because if Patrick has to drive, we'll never make it to the hospital. And sure enough, um, sure enough, you know, it all it, the way the schedule came down, it wasn't like a last minute drive to get there and everything. But I had to like always use the GPS to find my way back because I was always getting lost. And there was one night I had to leave the hospital and go home. And I went to drive home and it took me like an the hospital's maybe twenty minutes away, and it maybe, maybe ten or fifteen. But it took me over an hour to get home because I kept getting lost. And I like left one and I ended up going like completely the wrong direction and drive. So anyways, John, not anywhere near as good as your story, but I guess those would be my two prime examples of getting lost is one, I still can't figure out how to get to our hospital and getting lost on my way home when Tammy and Dominic were in the hospital. It took me an hour and a half to get home from the hospital. It's 10 minutes away. My first year teaching, getting lost, trying to find our high school for the band festival.
1: Nice. That yeah. Works. That's yeah. all I got, man. All
2: right. That's a solid one though.
1: All right. Uh, question number three. Is there a story that hasn't been told yet to your knowledge that would make a great war movie?
0: Uh, story told. Bo, did you talk about your getting lost and I just forgot about it? I, all I said was it's been so long. Okay. Since the advent of GPS. I can't,
2: Got it. Physically got it. remember a time I I know it's happened. Honestly, the best one I tell is I got on a bus going the wrong direction in Chicago, and it took me maybe ten more stops than it should have to realize okay. that the bus wasn't just going to loop around at the end; that it was going <laughs> to stop. Uh huh. Because you know, it's a bus; it goes in a loop, right? Yeah, no. no. Not this bus. No, so I'm not lost so much as mm-hmm. just going the complete wrong direction.
1: Nice. Uh I was worried I'd fall asleep on like a bus or a train or something like that. And
2: uh. Yeah. Like if you took it to work every morning, you just like the noise of the train would lull you to sleep if you hadn't had enough coffee. Yeah. I'm, I'm there.
0: Oh, well, I mean, that's like, that's like the, the, the dream slash nightmare scenario. Whenever, whenever I get into uh, the Metro going into the city, first thing mm-hmm. I do cuddle up, fall asleep, man. It feels great then leaving the, leaving the city, it's like, dude, you cannot fall asleep because you're going to wake up and you're going to be like 10 stops, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah.
1: And All it's, of a
2: sudden you're in Eagle River, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no kidding, no kidding, right? I was, was going to say, I was like, you know what, there's been a couple of times where I've been on the train coming back from the city. I was like, well, you know, if I do end up stopping, it's going to be in Kenosha. And, you know, there's a couple of barbecue places I like up there. I could, you know, hang out until somebody comes to pick me up. Oh, man, but
0: yeah, oh.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, So question number three. Is there a story that hasn't been told yet, to your knowledge, that would make a great war movie? Yes. What's that?
0: Oh, I thought you just wanted to know if there was a story. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I got to be honest. uh, uh, We talked about it with the Memphis Bell podcast. The um, Higher Call would Mm -hmm. make a great story. Um, I got to be honest with you and it's it's kind of the 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 stories that um the stories that can't be told because of classified and all that kind of stuff but i think there's i think there's a whole bunch of stories um you know if you're if you're looking for war movies that are a little bit more the adventuresome one you know i think any of the stories of the special operations things are always going to be fascinating uh to to people um I gotta be honest with you too. I I find uh, the stories, um, you know, maybe you can tell the stories about like, um, I just want to say the average guys, the regular guys, and, and all that. And I, I don't want to I, I have a I have a respect for anyone that puts on the uniform with our country's flag and, you know, keeps us safe. And I mean, I know that it, it might maybe sounds not nuanced, but I I just want to be careful. Uh, how I answer the question, but I think telling the story of anybody that goes over and and serves for our country, even if it's not the special operations guy, um, you know, tell those stories. I think that would be, um, pretty fascinating and maybe not in, in like a feature length movie, but in a, in a, in a mini series thing. Um, the one guy I've referenced a couple times, you know, Jocko Willing has, when he served in, he served in Ramadi and he was the commander of the seal, um, task unit that was there and they were in support of some other you know there was an army element and there was I don't know if there were Marines but I know there was army and he talks about how he said yeah he was serving side by side um, with uh, National Guard. Uh, um, I I don't know if it was battalion strength I don't know exactly what it was but it was um, National Guard and he says you know he spoke very highly of them but he says yeah the commander was a school teacher. Trained, you know, uh, uh, once a month and two weeks in the summer, and you know, our country went to war, and you know, he was there, and I mean, you know, they were describing what that that urban fighting was, which it, you know, in my my humble study of the thing, it, it doesn't matter whether you're talking, you know, World War II, Vietnam, contemporary setting, you know, urban warfare is is uh, is is pretty rough. Anyways, what am I talking about? I mean, tell the stories of those guys and girls that that were, you know, reserves and went over to fight the war. And so I I just, you know, I'm kind of going off, but I think, you know, any any of those those folks should have their should have their stories told. Um I I think that's I think that you know, I think that needs to be I think that needs to be told. And I obviously you know, now now the world's a little bit of a different place than it was three weeks ago in that we're all kind of in it together. But I mean, for the last eighteen or nineteen years, I mean, there's been people off fighting and and, and dying and, and all that, and we've still been able to kind of live a pretty normal life. You know, unless you know someone that's serving, it's it's still been um, you know hey, man, I can run to, uh, you know, check this movie out or this latest video game or read this book. You know what I'm saying? And but there's been war going on and people serving and, you know, they don't necessarily get to say, hey, you know, I don't, you know, I don't agree with this war, so I'm not going. You know, they. So anyways, I'm getting on my soapbox. So, John, in in answer to your question, yes, I think there are some. And I think any one of these special operations uh, things would make for, you know, dramatic storytelling. Um, but that being said, I think, uh, you know, any of the, any of the people that serve our country have the, you know, have a right to have their story told. So there
1: it is. Nice. Yeah. I, for mine, I was trying to think of, well, what war movies have not been made yet? Um, you know, what stories do you still have to tell? Obviously we've got the, the major wars that have happened recently, or, you know, even kind of smaller skirmishes and battles and things like that have been made into a movie at some point up until I went to go look for it, I was like, I can't think of any movie or at least any like big budget Hollywood movie that's been made. Um, when I was in school in England, you know, we, we constantly learned about, I felt like this came up all the time. We were constantly learning about the battle of Hastings, like 1066. And I was like, you know what? I've never seen a movie of the battle of Hastings. And I remember as a kid always being kind of interested in that, in the whole story surrounding that. And, and it's just such a big, you know, at least from what I remember in school in England, it's it's a big historical event, even though it was a thousand years ago. It's a big historical event in English history in in, um, in terms of wars and succession and, and how you you know, how you had the 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 Normans got mixed in with the you know British royalty and, and the succession and all that. And and so as I was thinking about it I was like I've never seen a, a movie of the Battle of Hastings. And that could be kind of fun. I mean, we've seen We've seen Braveheart. We've seen, um, you know, you've seen the Roman stuff with Gladiator. You've seen a lot of the World War One, World War Two. I mean, there's a lot of that right now. You've seen Civil War movies. So that's one that I just, I don't feel like I've seen a lot of. If you were to go further back in time and maybe do some of those type of movies, a little bit more of a I don't know, medieval or even, even the Dark Ages, something like that. Um, that could be kind of interesting.
2: I'm always intrigued by, and I, unfortunately, I think these movies will never be made in our lifetime if ever. But, um, as things start to be declassified, um, cold war spy type stuff, when we find out what really happened and I think some of that will be really good a hundred years from now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, when they're making hollow movies and you're, you know, you're sitting in with the characters or whatever they're doing in a hundred years. But you know, that not that it's an, not that it's a time period that we haven't touched on, but we're just going to know so much more when that all gets, when that all comes out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. How, How many spies did we did defect from Russia? You know, that sort of stuff.
1: All right. Well, I think that's probably going to do it for Navy SEALs. Anybody else have any? Other, I don't think we really, I don't think we have anything else we want to say about Navy SEALs. Yeah, a couple of cool scenes, but yeah, probably probably skip this one. Yeah, you know, H- Halo jump into a different movie.
0: Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. the uh, The Kill House. I'll say the Kill House was 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 kind of cool. Um, and it's it's funny. Uh, I don't like the scene where he brings that poor gal in there, and suddenly there's things going, and even. you know how about it the look on his the look on his face was even kind of like jerky but i'll tell you this that was that was one of those relationship red flag moments yeah exactly i'll I'll tell you this though i've read and obviously not being there i can't but i i know that they that a lot of a lot of our special forces were modeled off of the of the british sas Mm -hmm. and or not model that, but but a number of our special forces groups, you know, did that. And there's cross training and all that. And I don't know if they were the ones that came up with it. But I, I want to say that that was one of the things that came out of a lot of that cross training. And they say that they would bring people in and to demonstrate just how good of marksmen they were. And moreover that, you know, it's kind of like the video game where you don't want to shoot the wrong people because you mm-hmm. lose points. Well, this, they would do that with live su- subjects. And I want to say that according to legend, Margaret Thatcher, uh, when she became prime minister uh actually was one of the people in there when they demonstrated that and she went in there and they were like well you know she's like you know how good are you guys kind of thing and it was talking well here's go she goes okay and it was like are, are you sure and they said yeah and that's you know it's it's like practicing practicing with live targets because they have to go out and do that and according to uh some of the stuff I've read is that that she was one of the people and and, and she wasn't like the first and only like this was something that they often did but usually it was with other Uh, military personnel and they had a, uh, they had an SAS team go in there and she was one of the, uh, the civilians like they do not shoot people. And they came around and there were, there were bullets flying all over the place. And, you know, supposedly, uh, supposedly she got done and said, thank you. That's very impressive. And (laughs) and that was that, but, uh, and that is why they called her the iron lady. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say, so anyways, I, I, yeah,
1: that, yeah. So, Hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for Navy SEALs. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we've got coming up to end our action and adventure month. We've got Rocky five coming up Thousand. next time around. Thank you. Uh, and then in May is our comedy month. We've got Joe versus the volcano, my blue heaven, another 48 hours, arachnophobia, and our special 300th episode, Spectaculario. Um, I'm still throwing that out there. I, I don't know what it's going to be called. Who knows? What are we um, going to do? I, I don't, I don't even know. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't even have anything right now. Um, I, we could do—I don't know—we could do—we do a trivia game. We could do. Um, well, we started that. Do we? I think everybody kind of dropped off for uh, week two of putting in the suggested movies for your student teacher. Yeah.
0: Well, now and here's here's what I'm confused about. I put in the first round. Was there supposed to be a second round? Because there were different iterations of how we were going to track
1: mm-hmm. this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought there was going to be a second round. I went ahead when, when I think last week started last Monday or something. I went ahead and I was like, okay, now I was the last person to get some stuff in last time. So I'm going to be first this time. So I think last Monday I jumped in and started putting stuff in for week two. Oh. I was like, I was like, all right, if anybody else does it fine. If nobody else does it, then well, I'm going ke- to keep, my thoughts have been recorded for my posterior. Okay. Well, I
0: like your posterior very much. And I like recording your posterior. Um, <laughs> You know, it's funny. That's how I used to act, ask girls out. But okay, but uh, no. <laughs> again, again, the look on Bo's face. <laughs> Bo's Bo's just muted everything. Um, the uh, uh, no, I'm gonna go in there, man. I'm gonna go back in there and mark some stuff up. I didn't think there was another round. I apologize.
1: Bo, Bo is just busy digesting that census man from earlier. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny.
0: Oh man, that's uh, hilarious. Okay, well, I'm gonna go back in there and put some more
1: movies. Okay. All right. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Well, if it, if it wasn't going anymore, that's fine too. I just, you know, I'm going to throw some stuff in here. So I make sure I get my picks in here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't, exactly. we'll figure, we'll figure out what the 300, I, for the 300th episode, maybe, maybe, you know what, we just all work out a lot and uh, you know, we do our own recreation of the uh, battle of the hot gates and um, I don't know. We'll just, we'll reenact 300 just <laughs> with all the, <laughs> there it both, is both the the I mean the people listening to the podcast cannot see your face right now, but that is the perfect response. Thank you, sir, for um you know for the very apropos look of what the <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, hey man, I have followed you for three
2: hundred episodes. I'll mm-hmm. try anything, but that sounds horrible. Okay,
1: all right. Well, you know, I'm not saying we're all going to live through it. I'm just saying we're all going to charge semi bravely towards it.
2: No, there mm-hmm. you go.
1: Yeah, right. we probably won't make it out alive but it's okay we've we've gone 300 this far and you know we'll, we'll see how it goes alright well on that note we are done with Navy Seals this time around we will be back here next time with Rocky 5 and until then be excellent to each other I, I didn't hear no bell but it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of late so we probably should get going here um, hey, Tommy Gunn I didn't hear no bell um, so be excellent to each other go watch some good movies we'll see you back here next week for Rocky 5 Thousand. Awesome. Up next, pongo's
0: review.